Welcome to CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's award-winning podcast and also the first business-focused podcast in the city. Our show is presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. My name is Michaela Hunt, brand journalist and your host for CBuzz, where we bring you unique and impactful stories directly from leaders right here in our Central Ohio business community. Now, normally we would be coming to you from our home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center, a collaborative space for students and faculty to study music, film, creative writing, and digital media. However, we've switched things up a bit as we continue to prioritize all COVID-19 health and safety guidelines. We are recording this episode virtually. We are excited to be able to share stories from incredible entrepreneurs and businesses right here in Central Ohio in 2021. And we appreciate your patience as well as your understanding as we maneuver our virtual recording sessions through Zoom. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Kristen Easterday to our show. Kristen is the Director of Communications and Public Affairs for the Columbus Regional Airport Authority, which operates John Glenn International Airport, Rickenbacker International Airport, and Bolton Field in Columbus. Kristen, welcome to CBuzz. Thank you so much, Michaela. It's a pleasure to be with you. I always love to talk to another communications professional because you have the inside scoop on so much that's going on with the organization you work with. So I know we're going to have a good conversation today. And you work with our airports, which is amazing. So much is going on there. So much fun. And we are starting to see traffic pick up, which really makes it exciting exciting and and a good time for our economy. So I'm so glad to hear that from you even first off as we're starting off today. So before we dig a little bit more into that and some other subject matter, uh, let's start with some of the basics. Just how would you describe the Columbus Regional Airport Authority to someone who may not be familiar with the entity? So I think you did a great intro at the beginning because we're kind of a mini system within like a global aviation system, right? So um, we've got three airports. We've got our general aviation um, airport, Bolton Field. So if you have your own aircraft, that's where you're going to want to go and fly um, out of. Or Columbus State Community College also has a great little setup there as well. Oh, fantastic. I wish I had my own to take there. but I very I did too. Um, we've also got Rickenbacker International, and you've probably heard about Rickenbacker and the huge logistics hub that surrounds that airport, um, and it's cargo-focused, but we also have a military um, component down there as well. And then, of course, you've probably not just heard, you've probably traveled hopefully many times out of John Glenn Columbus International Airport, um, which pre-pandemic hosted 8.6 million passengers in 2019, so a growing airport for our region. And then on the side, we have a foreign trade zone that we actually manage. Um, so that's another fun component that connects right into the cargo that we do. I actually, working in media in Columbus, I was here when it was Port Columbus before it was John Glenn International. When that name change happened, did it mean anything else for what we could do out of there or was it simply a name change? I actually don't know the answer to that question. So for Port Columbus, um, and that was the name John Glenn Columbus International previously held, it was just a name change. So nothing significant happened. And actually, fun fact, if you look on your tickets, it will still say CMH. That hasn't changed. Um, so it's the same great airport, maybe a little bit better over time, but same, yes. same place. So now... Before you joined the Columbus Regional Airport Authority, you worked with an organization that our listeners may be a little familiar with, um, the Columbus Chamber. If you could just share some more about your professional background leading up to your time at the Airport Authority with our listeners. 
Yeah. So um, I have had the pleasure to work at all levels of government. So I worked at the federal level um, on Capitol Hill. That was one of my first big people jobs, if you will. Um, I've worked at the state level um, and I've worked at the local level. And then with all that great experience, the Columbus Chamber thought that they would hire me on to do government affairs. Um, And so I had a, a wonderful time there, almost five years. And after that, the airport authority um, created a brand new position that I just couldn't pass up with all that experience. And I felt really would transition well um, to uh, serving our business community, but just in a different capacity here at the airport authority. For those who haven't worked inside government in any capacity that might be listening, or maybe you've been intrigued about thinking about working inside government, what would be some like, I don't know if you can simplify it, but what are some of the differences between state local and federal that you experienced when you were kind of gaining all of that experience professionally? Oh, wow. Uh, That is a loaded question. And I (laughs) could say um, federal, I felt far away (laughs) from the work that was going on. State, I felt a little bit closer. And then at the local level, it was really where I felt um, I I could see, touch, and feel the work that I was doing. And that's kind of what an airport authority is as well. It's It's a local entity. And um, you see the planes coming in and out um, with people, with cargo, um, and it, it's it's just a great local, um, you know, community asset, but also an economic driver. So it's kind of the best of all worlds. And, and with local, you really understand the business community influence in the work that you do today um, and from what you learned during your time at the chamber. So you're still a bit involved with the chamber through its government affairs steering committee. What does that what does that look like? So the Government Affairs Steering Committee is led by the amazing Holly Gross, and she's the uh, Vice President for Government Affairs at the Chamber. And um, she basically uses our group to, who are a collection of what I believe to be some of the best and brightest uh, government affairs uh, uh, representatives in the community. We're lobbyists from all different types of entities. Um, Uh, but also including some small business owners and um, some other individuals from all over. And we we provide her advice and guidance for how to best um, advocate for the needs of the business community. As a steering committee, what guidance are you giving to the chamber that helps them better work with businesses on the government end of things? What's some of that guidance and advice that you give as a steering committee? Well, you know, we're supposed to individually take off our hats when we um, step onto the committee and and really um, provide Holly and the chamber with advice that is really universal to all businesses. But our focus is really around small and mid-sized businesses. So we do try to take off our hats, provide that specific lens. And if there are policies or things that we're seeing in our own realm, so I'm obviously in an aviation economic development space. You know, someone from Huntington is obviously in the banking industry. Um, we have service and so many types of industries. We bring those different perspectives and, and share what policy changes we think could positively impact our entire business community, but really, again, focused on those small and mid-sized businesses. And then the chamber goes and advocates for some of those things from the perspective you're sharing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So according to an economic study, it was independent. The three Columbus Regional Airport Authority airports and those businesses with direct ties to each of those airports account for nearly 
59,000 jobs and 12.9 billion in total annual economic input. That's massive, right? That's a massive impact on our Columbus region. So how would you describe the value of the Columbus Regional Airport Authority to our listeners? I mean, the numbers say a lot. Yeah, usually I go to the numbers first. So you took my first kind of talking point because it's hard to like understand what is $12.9 billion on an annual basis for the state of Ohio. It's, it's, it's huge. So I think, you know, when we break it down into number of jobs, one in every 25 jobs here in central Ohio is connected to the airport authority. That's pretty, that's still pretty incredible. One out of every 25 people working um, have some sort of connection. Um, But the other part of everything is really that the work that we do is really in my mind priceless. We are the front door to our community. And so that means if you're welcoming, um, you know, a, a potential business client or if you are welcoming some uh, conventioneers or, um, you know, folks that are coming in to, to visit some of the amazing amenities and attractions that we have in the region, this is their first impression. And we want to make sure it's a good one. Um, but also, so not only accepting, um, you know, visitors and travelers, but we also want to make sure that we're connecting all our residents and all our businesses on the other side. We know that you have business and places to go, people to see on the flip side. So we want to make sure it's easy and convenient on the flip side of that. So the work that we're doing to, to connect people to the world is priceless, in my opinion, but it's also valued at $12.9 billion. I mean, with a B, we're talking with a B here, right? So... It's, it's obviously safe to say that you guys have encountered challenges you've never faced before in the course of the last year. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I, I want to know a little more about the process of adapting to some of those changes early on, what it looked like and where you stand now. I know there's a whole story here. So tell us what you can and what you've learned. So I will first say not coming um, from the aviation industry I have never felt so safe to be working in this industry. These people have plans upon plans. Um, And so we activated our emergency response exactly one day after the first confirmed case of COVID was in the United States. So we were ready to rock and roll. And from the very beginning, we, we had an internal mantra, like I'm sure many businesses and organizations did. It was health and safety first, business second pure and simple. We wanted to make sure that not just our passengers and those that we were serving stayed healthy and safe, but also our own employees. So we made a lot of very quick um, decisions to pivot. We sent as many administrative employees home as we could um, so that we could keep those who needed to keep our um, operations open as an essential business who were on the front lines, that they had not as many interactions as they as as they would need to have. Um, so we, we um, really just jumped right in. And I will say, one of the really cool things that we also did um, was shared to us by the Columbus Partnership. So they shared a safe work playbook from another local business with us that really broke down the protocols for how do you transition your operations. And look, we didn't, we didn't stop operations for a day, for a second. We were open 24-7, 365. 
So we had to pivot while we were operating. So we put together the Safe Work Playbook based on um, an, uh, an example that they were able to share. And let me tell you, that really not only set the tone for how we handled everything internally, but we shared that with other airports across the nation. And after a webinar, um, it was downloaded 400 times and I, there aren't even 400 commercial service airports in the United States. So I don't know who was downloading this thing, but we really not only you know set the tone for um, our own airports here locally, but set the standard for other airports across the nation. So pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Well, you, yeah, and you bring up a good point for communications professionals who are working inside businesses and organizations. You can take something in a parallel industry and make it your own. And having that example is gold sometimes. So um, have there, you know, have there been any unexpected positives? I'm going to put it that way. Any unexpected positives to the challenges your industry has faced in the last year? Yeah, um, you know, it, it was a challenge, but one of also the most rewarding pieces was that Rickenbacker really was a shining light for not just our region, but for the entire state and for the nation. Um, so it was one of the only airports to receive the FEMA PPE sh- shipments right from the get-go. So we were bringing in critical um, equipment to help uh, our people survived this pandemic that we were just learning about. If you remember, you know, going back to way March of last year, it was a crazy, crazy time and we didn't have enough equipment. So um, that was re- really exciting, really rewarding for Rickenbacker to be able to provide that connection. Um, and uh, since then, you know, airlines uh, have not been able to fly their passenger uh, planes as much. So what they did is they converted them to cargo planes. And so Rickenbacker has been accepting these passenger converted freighter aircraft, so huge aircrafts, and we've been able to quickly um, figure out innovatively how to load and unload these planes. And so we are their airport of choice. So as all these new um, cargo aircraft are coming into the market, um, where are they choosing to go? Rickenbacker. And we're really, really proud of that. And, and because, I, you know, I've always known Columbus is a logistics hub because of the time I spent with media. So if we can get that PPE into Rickenbacker, you can take it all these highways from many to many parts of the nation, I take it. Oh, my gosh. You probably know, like, the step, but it, it's like we're within one day's driving distance of about half of the U.S. population and a third of Canada's. So we're really the North American global gateway, if you will. No wonder Rickenbacker is such an amazing choice for these companies who are looking to get this and organizations to get these supplies. Makes total it's sense. All about speed. I, and I hadn't known it. Honestly, I knew it had played a role, but I hadn't like played it out. But it makes sense given the logistics center that we are here in Columbus, Ohio. That's really neat. What what might you say to businesses who are, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of change, but some businesses are still trying to figure out their own playbook and, and working to adapt even still during this season of the pandemic. I'll put it that way. What, what advice would you give to them, those who are adapting during times of change and any strategies for moving forward in uncertainty? Ooh, that is a great question. And I will say we are so lucky to be guided by an amazing board of directors and our CEO, Joe Nardoni. 
Um, and one of the things he has really um, done for our organization is um, empower our leaders to do their jobs. So we have experts upon experts. The work that I do, um, you know, and I hope I'm pretty good at what I do, but we have experts that do completely different stuff and we rely and trust on one another so that airport operations is doing all they can. Our emergency team is doing all they can. So when you empower people to really do what they're good at and you don't put strings on them and you don't, you know, put limits or restrictions, they will fly and they will do their best work. And that's really what our organization has done is, is it's empowered its leaders to do what they're, they're great at. So great board of directors, a solid board of directors, and really leaders in positions where they are the subject matter experts, but also build a really great team, I take it, too, in that kind of area that they're focused on. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were named a member of Columbus CEO Magazine's Future 50 class recently. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting because I know that is a newer thing for Columbus CEO. Um, In your interview with the publication, you talked about the magnitude of success for our city when we focus on the Columbus Way, which we've talked about the Columbus Way many times on this podcast. It focuses on making Columbus an opportunity city really for all. What can business leaders do to contribute to making Columbus the most welcoming city in the world, as you mentioned. We already do so much, but what 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 can we do for those who might not be totally there yet or those who are, you know, working on fine-tuning how to to take part in this kind of, I'll call it this, this, this way of doing work, this way of presenting ourselves to the world that we do? Well, that is a great question, but I have to first say it is truly an honor to be part of, it's only the second class of future. And Katie Smith, who is the editor of CEO Magazine, is absolutely amazing. And the best part of her bringing together this crazy diverse group is that we get to work together on a project to make Columbus hopefully even better. So it's not just a recognition with, oh, you get this title. It's really we get the ability to come together, connect the dots, and put some muscle behind some really important areas that we care about. So super excited about that. But I think your question is amazing because um, we do pride ourselves on the Columbus way and and what that means for our region. It's coming together. And, um, you know, I think a new layer of that that's that's really important is being um, inclusive. And um, so we know by the stats that we're going to be accepting one million more individuals into our community by 2050. And most of that growth is going to be not what I look like. It's going to be more diverse um, in so many different ways. And so keeping with that open and smart theme, I think depending on, you know, what type of business or organization you are, you could take that a million different ways. But um, some of the ways that we've been thinking about it here at the Columbus Regional Airport Authority is, can we empower our employees to volunteer at places they love, at places they care about? Can we provide them with time to know their community? That that's who we're serving every day. So can we get on the the front lines and 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 you know get to know individuals on a different wavelength? And um, so that's something that we are implementing is providing our employees with volunteer time. Um, I know we're also, and I've I've heard of lots of other businesses do this as well. Creating a DEI council. Keep yourself accountable. Make sure you're moving in the right direction. And the only way you know that is to have a great advisory board. Um, and so that's what we want. 
Um, you can set, you know, uh, uh, metrics and goals around um, diversity that you want to have in your employee base or in your leadership. And that's what we're doing is we're focused on uh, both of those. Or you can commit to increasing your spend with disadvantaged businesses. And that's something we've been committed to for a long time. And we are, um, you know, even challenging ourselves to do even better in the future. So a zillion different ways. Those are just a few. I love that with the DEI piece because I do feel that in the organizations that I'm involved with and or work for right now. And there is opportunity and so much you can do with it. So I think that's a really excellent point you made about that in, in continuing to evolve as a city and what we do as organizations and again, that Columbus way. So really, really great insight. I love that. So we talked um we talked a little bit about our global presence and kind of what you've even seen what that has looked like even in the last year. Um, how do we continue Columbus's trajectory? So great thoughts about Columbus Way, putting it out there in the world. What else do we need to do um, to, to be more global in some of the things that we do here and, and attract, you know, companies and, and in, interested in individuals who might invest in our community here, do you think? So for us, we're looking at it in... Um, two specific ways right now with um, respect to both the passenger side and the cargo side. So um, as it relates to cargo, um, we've already talked about the competitive advantage we have because of our location and our reach. Um, but not only do you need to make it um, easily accessible, the airport and how you get trucks to and from or how you get goods in and out of the airport so quickly, but you have to have amazing customer service. So we have that and we're able to do um, that better than many other airports. Cough, cough, uh, JFK, cough, cough, Chicago. <laughs> uh, we're able to do it better than um, many others. So you, you got to set yourselves apart. You have to have that value proposition and you got to look strategically what's coming down the pike. And so we've already implemented some niche market focus areas like animal exporting, who knew you could export pigs out of Rickenbacker, but it's important <laughs> um, to many other countries. Um, but in addition to that, we're looking for the future pharmaceuticals. I mean, vaccines, you have to have them now. And this isn't going away. It's going to increase. So um, we just announced last week that we will be um, building a cargo uh, uh, pharmaceutical handling facility down at Rickenbacker. So really exciting stuff. But we've got to always be thinking about what's that next niche market? What's the next edge? Now, as it relates to the passenger side, both for businesses and for leisure travelers, because I want—I know where I want to go uh, next. And we want to make sure that we're going to the destinations that our residents and our businesses need us to go. So we've got a really aggressive um, air development strategy led by Betsy Taylor on our team. And that is something we're going to continue to market the heck out of. Um, we want to make sure every airline knows this is a great market to invest in. The Columbus region is growing. We are the place that if they have a choice where to put their plane next, we hope they make it, they bring it here. I want to ask you more about that. And I have a question on the cargo bit too, but let me ask you about the passenger bit first. So people can understand because, you know, we have the folks who are like, I'm getting ready to book a trip. It's my first trip in a year and a half. Um, I can't go here directly from here. Can you talk a little bit, just frankly, about the challenges and how we have to market ourselves to get those 
flights to places we don't have currently? I think people would love to know more about that. So it is a little complicated, but I'll break it down. We are a mall, if you will. Okay. So we've got the gate space. We've got the market, you know, the people that want to buy these tickets, but we've got to make it attractive because the airlines are businesses. They want to go where that plane can make them the most money. We want to make it affordable for them to fly their plane in and out of here. So that's why we do a great job at managing our budget. We're very efficient. We're very effective at what we do here. And we want to make sure they know about our great market and all the people and all the businesses that will buy those tickets. So that's what we're always talking about. And not just what it looks like today, but the potential. Because not every community is growing like we are. Not everybody has the trajectory that we have. So um, we are selling Columbus day in, day out to those airlines. That's who we're trying to sell. And they're looking for people and businesses who will come to Columbus. And I mean, people can travel from Cincinnati and Cleveland because I know we've looked that direction too to come get the flights we're looking for. So, okay, good. To, it's good to know more about that. On the cargo side, I found it interesting that you were said cough cough. You know, JFK, um, because they are, they're they're huge, and I'm sure given the traffic, there is something to be said about being able to really become niche, like the pharmaceutical bit you were talking about, in more of a mid-sized international airport. I, I would take it our size is our advantage to some of these plans you guys are making on the cargo side. So we might be talking about size a little bit differently because really when Airplanes are looking at size. They're not looking at the size of a community. They're looking at the size size of your runway. So we've got all the goods. We we've got we've got the goods. Um, you can pl- fly the biggest planes in the world in and out of Rickenbacker, no problemo. Um, what they are looking for is an uncongested place to go because like we kind of mentioned before, speed to market is key. And what can Rickenbacker do? You can fly that plane right in. We can take the goods off. We can have it in a truck in a couple hours. If you go to some other markets that are much more congested, your goods are going to be sitting on the runway for hours, maybe days. So when we say that we do it better, we do because we do it quicker. Yeah, and that and, and you just laid it out right there. So it makes complete sense. We've talked a lot about community today. Um, why is it important, especially with a role like yours, to be just involved in the community, to be a good community citizen? I don't know any other way to know, really get to know the people and the businesses that you're supposed to be serving without being with them, right? How how else do you do that? So being involved allows me that access to know who I'm serving, how I can best serve their needs. Um, And that's what we're all about as uh, a community asset. We really are for the community. That's what we're here for. Um, And so to stay in tune and aligned with where we are today, but where we're headed, We've got to know and have great relationships with the city of Columbus, Franklin County, with One Columbus, with Morpsey, with the Chamber, with all the businesses out there. We've got to know where everybody's headed. We've got to stay aligned and so that we can continue to be an asset, a valuable asset to everybody in the future. Um, So that's why it's so important to be involved. So, Kristen, what's next for the Columbus Regional Airport Authority? (laughs) 
I hope so, so much. You know, and I, as the vaccines are rolling out, I can feel the excitement in the air. We're seeing numbers start to, um, uh, you know, tick up a bit. And recent surveys are showing that 81% of people are planning to travel within the next six months. People are beyond ready. I don't know about you. I know my family is beyond ready to get to Orlando, wherever we can to take a vacation, much needed because we've all been kind of, you know, you know, stuck, pen up, we've been stuck for a little bit. So um, I think, you know, what we're going to be focused on is really building back our air service options for everybody. We need to make sure that our market continues to stay attractive. We're a known option to those airlines. Um, and we can continue to go where our residents and our businesses want us to want to go. Um, I think you will also continue to see a focus from us on innovation. And this is where our good friend Jody Baer, who is our chief innovation officer, will be helping to guide us. But you might have just recently seen Rickenbacker is going to be hosting testing for UAS um, uh, um, uh, mitigation um, testing with the FAA. You're going to see us bring on the pharmaceutical handling facility here um, in the near future. Later this fall, we will be opening up our car rental facility and we will be having electric shuttle buses. Oh, so wow. How neat is that? Um, and you're hearing it here first. Mid-April, we are going to be starting a new program where our passengers will be able to purchase an alcoholic beverage and walk out of that concessionaire area and walk and sit at their hold, hold room. So you will be able to sip and go along your way. So something to make it a little more fun when you get to our terminal. Um, so we've got lots of stuff around innovation to make sure that we're meeting and exceeding all the expectations of our customers. And then I would last share that I always get questions about, well, what's going on with your new terminal? Are, is that still going? Um, it's going to take us a little bit of time to regain um, all that we had, which was record-breaking if you just look at two years ago. Um, and we still have work to do around the finances, but the Columbus region definitely deserves an architectural gem, and we are still working diligently on how to accomplish this. So more to come on that. Great. And, and, and we know we, we need just to recover from this moment. It makes, yeah. I mean, that is where you guys are and where so many businesses are like you, right? So many people had to pull back and they're waiting for the moment where they can press go again on some of those larger things. Um, You've shared so much with us today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and to educate us about what you guys do with the Columbus Regional Airport Authority. We really appreciate your time. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much, Michaela. So for all of you who are listening today, if you want to learn more about the Columbus Regional Airport Authority, visit its website at columbusairports.com. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let us know by sharing your ratings and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. Your reviews help people find our show and hear our community stories. We read your feedback and we value your ideas as we plan for future episodes. So we would love to see some feedback there. CBuzz is proudly produced in collaboration with Capital University. University. We want to say a special thank you to their talented students, faculty, and staff for helping bring this program to life for our listeners. Once again, I'm Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's business-focused podcast. Hope to catch you next time.